Welcome into Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Thursday night as I'm recording this, uh, following a nice little social meeting that we just had about the goings of Denver Stiffs. Uh, my friend Jenna Garcia and I are doing some excellent things on the Denver Stiff side of things, and we are excited to share those things with you guys eventually. But for now, let me just introduce her, the social media director of Denver Stiffs, Jenna Garcia, at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter. Jenna, how are you, ma'am? I am so awesome, Ryan, because basketball is around the corner. I don't, I'm not going to be stuck with just football to watch. I'm going to get to watch the Nuggets play preseason. I'm so hyped for the season, Ryan. I don't know if you've been listening to all these guys talk, but they sound like they're on a mission and I'm super hyped for it. It's, it's really funny to hear media day. And, and for us, it really was media week uh, that that turned into quite an ordeal, yeah. but uh, it's, it's just, it's really funny to hear these guys and how excited they are and just, Everybody around the league is just going to have the best season ever. But with the Nuggets, it feels super genuine. Like, for whatever reason, these guys are just so pumped to get into this thing. And there's just a lot to to be excited about. And Bones Highland is one of those guys. Will Barton is one of those guys. Uh, Did you have a favorite interview from Media Week? Oh, God. Um, That's really hard. But I do want to say, too, like what you said about every team being excited is so true, but like, I feel like the nuggets, it's like even different because like the Sixers are probably excited, right? Like, of course, everything's great over there, even though it's not, (laughs) Uh, we all know it's not, it's like, (laughs) they're on fire over there. They're burning down, Um, you know, but every team always is really optimistic during media day, but I don't think that that's what's like stood out to me about the nuggets with the nuggets are not just optimistic about the season. It, it, they, it, they haven't even really spoken in, in terms of optimism. I would say, I, I feel like they are like dead set on a mission. They feel like they have unfinished business. They feel like they, when they're hundred percent healthy, they can be a championship level team. And I would say that since I've quoted Will Barton about three times in my hype right now, um, probably his interview was my favorite, but I really, 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 really love Aaron Gordon. Like his answers to some of the questions that were asked of him and his just like, he he speaks very, very different than I thought he he would. He's like not very he doesn't show very much emotion. He's more like even keel and he's really insightful. Like he talked about how he doesn't just, um, this isn't just a monetary like achievement for him, you know, getting to extend with the nuggets. It's working together as a team to achieve a championship that, that motivates him more than anything. I just thought that he was really insightful and, um, yeah, he's definitely my favorite right now. Gordon is so interesting and, and Nuggets fans, I, I hope that you get on the Gordon train because we're, we're going to talk about him in this first segment, but it seems like a lot of Nuggets are on the Aaron Gordon train as well. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned Will Barton. He's definitely my favorite as well from in terms of like the media hype and, and being excited about the season. Uh, he was just bringing the energy as much as he ever does. And 
Nuggets fans, they they kind of have a window into it. But when we're in the locker room with those guys, and it's been a while, but when we were in the locker room, uh, Will Barton, uh, Preacher Thrill, he was just absolutely holding court at the end of the night where you either needed somebody to kind of give you the insight or somebody to provide the emotion. And he did both on a consistent basis and has continued to do that throughout his entire career. So it is exciting to hear from Will. Uh, It's exciting to hear that he feels like he's in the best shape that he's been in a long time. And it's clear that the rest of the team feels that way as well, or at least Michael Malone shared it that way. Uh, I'm really excited about things. And we are going to get into kind of the news and notes of training camp now, just in this first segment. Second segment, everybody stick around. Going to do some Nuggets superlatives. Going to have a lot of fun with that. Jenna and I, we get to go back and forth on a lot of these things. It's always it's always fun to to go back and forth with Jenna on uh, on some of these kind of opinionated topics here. But uh, let's get into kind of the news and notes uh, first. Congratulations to Nikola and Natalia Jokic uh, for having a baby girl. Very cool. Uh, we're we're really excited for so you guys. Exciting. Uh, to the entire Jokic family, congratulations, Jenna. Do you know if they uh, if they have a baby name yet? I haven't seen a baby name. Um, Neither I've have seen I. A few, I've seen a few posts, um, especially you know, look for the ones from Serbia. Those are the ones to trust. But um, haven't seen a baby name. But it's a girl, um, and really excited for them. They're the cutest couple in the NBA, hands down. My vote goes to Natalia and the Joker because um, they're just super cute and like have been together forever. But the news that really killed me, Ryan, is and you just said, oh, Will Barton's in the best shape of his life. And bro rolled his ankle today. Right. It was today after practice. It was uh, it was yesterday after practice. They, they mentioned it again today. Uh, said that it wasn't that serious, said that the swelling went down. Sounds like he really avoided something that was big uh, that, that could have really derailed him. But it was kind of a scary thing. And I, and I understand if people are a little bit uh, are a little bit uneasy about, man, Will, Will was just getting to the best shape of his life and immediately an ankle is rolled. Yeah, that's got to be discouraging for him, you know, more than anything, like to be so excited during media day and everything and him, his have to have to deal with it right off the bat, you know, but if anyone is tough enough to get through another injury, it's will for sure. Um, I think he has proven that and he continues to kind of work even harder every time he gets injured. So hopefully it doesn't affect him too long-term, but luckily we have a little bit of time still. What I will say about it. And and I had a lot of people that were worried and, and were saying, Oh man, that the Nuggets shouldn't have free signed will because he's just going to get hurt again rolling your ankle in the second practice of training camp is not a bad thing. Like it, it just happens to everybody. Like you played basketball, Jenna, you understand how this thing goes rolling an ankle when you just get kind of like, it's, it's pretty common, isn't it? I never have ever rolled my ankle, Ryan. Wow. Really? Yes. I did it all the time. Maybe it's because I'm uncoordinated as hell, but I, I did it all the time in my, my last year of playing when I was in eighth grade. No, you know, okay. So technically, yes. Has my ankle rolled and to the side, like, have I like stepped wrong or I stepped on the edge, caught somebody's foot? Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, that does happen to everyone, but I've never actually injured my ankle on a roll. Like it's never swollen up. I don't, I have pretty double jointed joints all around. So it actually like has never affected me, but it is pretty common to just like constantly step on other people's feet. And um, in the NBA, their feet are much bigger than the girls I played with. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Like that's uh, yeah. that's probably a pretty massive difference in all honesty. Uh, then the girls and guys I probably played with. <laughs> yeah, like these guys are 6'5", 6'9", 6'17", if you're Boban Marjanovic. Uh, oh my yeah, it, it just sounds like it sounds like the Nuggets avoided the worst with this, but do you think that the Nuggets could survive like the beginning part of the year without Murray and Barton? Like they, they've shown that they can do it at the end of last year, but sort of start doing like at the start of the year, that seems, uh, seems like a pretty tall order. Yeah. I think it would probably be not the most, it wouldn't be their easiest path to the start of the season. Right. Um, yeah. Will's a veteran on this team. He he's acting like a veteran. I don't know if you could tell kind of the difference, if you know what I mean, Ryan, just from just watching his one media day uh, interview, but I felt like he just, not that he wasn't ever insightful before or whatever, but just the way he spoke about Bones's energy and, and he just seems more like a, like an older, wiser will to me, I suppose, but well, it, would be, Malone's, a, well, it said, would be Malone's choice, right? That will would be there. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of course. Like uh, Barton did say that he was in year 10, right? Like where he's uh, he's he's probably just reached that milestone where it feels a little bit different this time around where you're you've you've been in the league now for 10 seasons. This is this is his 10th. And that has to be that has to feel pretty good. It probably is a weight on on Will's shoulders where you you kind of just relax a little bit and think, hey, I've definitely arrived. Like I, I'm a pro athlete, but not only am I a pro athlete, I've been doing this for a decade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And not only is he a pro athlete who's been doing it for a decade, but he's getting paid more than Nikola Jokic this year. So he's getting paid more than the NBA MVP this season. Wait, wait, wait. wait where, where are you getting that from? Because I, I don't think that's true, is it? On basketball reference, if you look at just this year, right, just at this year's salary, what, however it is divided out, Nicole is making slightly less than what Will Barton will be making for this year. Huh. I, interesting. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, I'll look yeah. it up for you. Okay. You can, okay. we can fact check me. I'll look it up okay. for you. I'll screen share it. <laughs> Let's yeah, Ooh. let's do that. There, there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll send it through the, we'll send it through the ether, uh, the interwebs to, uh, to our listeners yeah. as well. Um, uh, uh, moving on just a little bit here, the two guys that I think you, you start to hear the most positive reactions about in training camp so far are Aaron Gordon and Bones Highland. Those are the two that it just seems like they're making a large impression based off of some of the off season work that they've done, but also kind of how they've transitioned that into training camp and are playing really well, playing with confidence. Uh, sounds like Aaron Gordon's jumper is really going down. Sounds like Bones Highland is just being a sponge for, for Monte Morris, doing everything that he can to, to learn and, and just grow as much as possible. Um, are you surprised that those are the guys that, that have sort of stepped up and caught everybody's eye here so far? Um, you said Bones and AG? And- yeah. Um, 
No, I, I mean, I don't think that it's, I think Bones, what catches everybody is really his like zest for life, his excitement for where he is in his life and how like exciting it is to be an NBA player. He's in the freaking NBA, Ryan. Like he's super sure. stoked about it and he's excited to be at every game practice, whatever. Um, also I was looking up what I said in on basketball reference and I have it backwards. You're right. But only by 300,000 less. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. No, I, uh, so that's <laughs> very nice. That's why I had it mixed up, but yeah, it's like 30 mil, um, 30 million, 510,423 for Nicola. And then 30,264,615 for Wilbart. I feel like that has to be, that has to be over the next two years, right? Right. It says it's just showing this single year. I have it selected contract salaries, 2021, 2022. Let me send you the link, bro. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Fact checking on podcasts. This is always the best content that everybody's here for. Uh, <laughs> uh I am going to pull this up, but But I still got it definitely wrong. Also, Aaron Gordon. Yes. In the meantime, Uh, Bones, I think it makes sense because of his like excitement for where he's at, that he's caught everybody's eye. But I also think that it sounds like maybe he's a little bit better than they predicted he was or than they thought he was. But um, I'm not surprised. Like Tim Conley is a great and his team it does a great job drafting players and they always seem to run into this uh aka Nikola Jokic who guess what better than they thought probably he was gonna be because he's a freaking MVP now so um and AG I just think uh I'm not surprised either just because of the interview I got to have with his mental health coach and it sounds like he's been really putting in some like deep work uh not just this off season, but leading into it at like mentally for his mental health, uh, with many years, uh, leading up to this, you know? So I think he's just found the like Denver at the right time and he's very motivated and feels like, like everybody else sounds like they feel like they can genuinely win a championship. And so he's really gonna, he's really kind of putting in everything to, to get to that goal because they really see that it's, kind of possible i genuinely believe it's possible because they believe it's possible and they watch each other play more than you know than we do of course um aaron gordon just great vibes great vibes all the way around with him it just seems like like people talked like when, when he first got to denver and and he started talking and people were really just getting to pay attention to him for the first time the word the words california bro kind of came up a lot but I think he's more of a Denver bro. Like, I think we can, uh, we can, we can fully adopt him into the family of, of Denver uh, culture, just because he, he can, uh, he could definitely vibe with, uh, with the IPAs and, and going outdoors and things like that. No, he's uh he could definitely do it by the way. Uh, the, the basketball reference thing is, is definitely a typo on their part. So you were right that that is what they showed. It's definitely a typo though. Like <laughs> that's an illegal contract. If they, uh, if they put that out there. Um, and okay. they definitely, they well, definitely ruined it. So uh, you were, bumped. you were right. And they were wrong. <laughs> no, but I was wrong because I was quoting them. So true. Yeah. Get we it get right. To, 
we get to blame basketball reference on that. Um, <laughs> perfect. What about let's let's talk about Bones here a little bit because the I feel like he's the player I'm most excited to watch this year, and and we'll probably oh, get into that in the superlatives. I really hope that he plays because all of the positivity he's that we've heard out of him. Play. But he could. He definitely could. He's I feel not like they have a play. need. For him. They have a need. Right. <laughs> and I wish we were doing this podcast in person because I would slap some sense into you. Who is the head coach of this team? Uh, that would be one Mr. Michael Malone. Have you ever seen Michael Malone play young guys? right out the gate in a season that matters. And Malone will it tell is, you every year yeah. that no he's not stressed about the season. There's no pressure on the season. He has to tell himself that he's trying to manifest that for himself when he says that, because he is every game matters to him. He plays every game. Like it's down to the last minute, you know? And, and I criticized him for even having my Jamal Murray was in that game pretty late when he tore his ACL. In a game, yes, they could potentially get the, they could have potentially tied it up, but it was kind of out of reach at that point when he was sure when that happened. And that bugs me to this day. And I I mean, obviously Malone did, would not have done that. Jamal wanted to be out there. There's no shame, no blaming, no shaming. I'm not trying to say it was Malone's fault by any means, but what I'm saying is him and Jamal Murray come from the same spirit. They both play till the end of the quarter, every single quarter, you know. And they play hard. They try matters. to win. They're yeah. They're they're always focused. I I totally get yeah. that. What I will what I will say though about this case is I I kind of equate it to where Michael Porter was in his rookie year, where okay, probably not playing at the start that often. Maybe they'll work him in at least a little bit. Try to get him some reps here or there, where he averages about I don't know fourteen to eighteen minutes a night off the bench and then plays like half to three quarters of the game, something in that range. That's really what I'm hoping for from bones. And you are hoping for something that, you know, does not exist, Ryan, you know, it in the <laughs> deepest, darkest part of your heart, you know, that this doesn't happen. First of all, bones Highland is not Michael Porter jr. He's not ever going to be Michael Porter jr. Michael Porter jr. Is his floor is just higher. And so is his ceiling. Like, let's be real about that first and foremost. Second of all, uh, Mike barely ever played. Fans cheered Mike, Mike, Mike at the end of games just to get him in. And he was hushing the crowd because he didn't think Coach Malone would put him in if they heard it. Like, Malone does not play young guys. (laughs) I do. He was right. Yeah. Let's let's, Okay. Um, Malone does not play young guys. Malone plays sticks with the guys he trusts. I, do I think Bones will get in in the preseason? For sure. Do I think Bones, uh, if we have a bunch of injuries, absolutely, he probably will get some minutes, right? Because it'll be needed. Uh, if there's COVID protocols that end up happening, which uh, kind of have an inkling there might be, Ryan, um, then he might play, you know? But why would he ever get minutes before Zeke Naji? Why, why, why are we even talking? I, I just don't get, I mean, Bones is funny and interesting and he seems like an awesome guy, like genuinely hilarious friend to have. He's hilarious. Like go watch our TikTok, everybody on Denver Stiffs on TikTok. Tell the story about how Bones and Chicken, uh, how Bones Highland became 
Bones Highland, and he got the name from a girl named Chicken. So oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I I do interested in more information. You gotta go watch the video. But you know, like I just don't I don't get the hype around. I'm not excited to see Bones play, not because I don't think he's great, not because I don't think he will absolutely compete at the NBA level at some point, but because the, my other options are Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and like players, Michael Porter Jr. Like I want to watch all of them way more than I want to watch Bones Highland out there. Monte Morris. I want to watch PJ Dozier like a hundred times more than I want to watch Bones. Definitely fair. And, And it will be Bones time at some point. Maybe that's not this year. It's probably not this year. I, I'll definitely say that. That this is a this is me kind of latching onto a guy early in the process and thinking, okay, this is this is something that I think Denver's going to need when when the offense gets gets kind of bogged down with that bench unit. I'm not sure whether they're going to just stick with what they have with the veterans that they have. I think that the offense may be bad enough that they start going to look for different answers, but. I do, I do fully acknowledge that, that that could be a situation where, okay, yeah, Bones is probably not going to play over a guy like Austin Rivers. I think Austin Rivers has a sneaky case to be the next Tory Craig in the eyes of Nuggets mm-hmm. fans. I think that that's a, that's a, a that's role a that like, thing. yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. Like, despite the <laughs> fact that, Hey, Tory Craig is was still good. Like he was still helpful. He was still a, a, quality role player that helped the Nuggets win games that Michael Malone trusted a lot more. Uh, It might be doing Austin Rivers a little bit of a service from an offensive perspective because Austin Rivers can actually shoot the basketball. Um, But I do think that there, there is going to be a parallel between bones and MPJ and then Torrey Craig and Austin Rivers. Okay. Which kind of sucks. I kind of think of Bones as his parallel as Will. More yeah, just more, more from like the, the perspective of, hey, here's this young, exciting player who everybody really wants to see, everybody's really hyped for, and he's not going to get to play. He's going to split time with this other player, and it's going to be tough for Nuggets fans to watch because they want the, the young and exciting prospect as opposed to the, yeah. the veteran who's going to stabilize things that doesn't have as high of a ceiling. Yeah. Well, Nuggets fans are still waiting on Bobo, and I think they still care about Bobo a lot more than they probably care about Bones, although Bones gives them a lot more. He's a lot more fun than Bobo. Bobo never talks to us. He never tells us anything. He never uh, he's not like willing to share with us how he got the the name Bobo, which is probably not as funny of a story, but um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, probably not, (laughs) probably not, but but you know what I mean? Like bull just doesn't interact with fans at all. And bones has already come in and done that so much. And he's just like vibrant and full of life and joy. And he he's, seems like an awesome guy. Like genuinely, I like an uplifting friend to have. I think the locker room feels really good right now though. Um, like it just seems like everyone really wants to be here. Like everyone's here for all the same reasons. Um, and like, there's no sort of like, battle i appreciate going into this uh training camp that we weren't all about like will barton are you gonna start will barton you know do you do you think you'll start you know the this battle at the three that they had last season between mpj will and who was the other one tori 
That was the year before. Or that uh, was the year before. Yeah, but but there was a question of hey, uh, they they went into last year's training camp as like hey, we've got seven starters. We think that uh, Murray, Harris, Barton, Porter, Millsap, Jamichael Green, and Nikola Jokic could all be starters for us, and that's yes. kind of how they approached it initially. And it, it didn't ultimately pan out that way, but it, it still was Barton who ended up starting in the end. Yeah, because Jermichael Green's not a starter on any team. Yeah, they 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 learned that pretty quickly. But he is a, yeah. he is a solid role player. That and that's that's something that, that they're gonna that they're true. gonna need. Um, yeah. Okay. Good place to transition. I want to get into superlatives with you, but we're going to take a break first. Uh, and, and first, I'm going to tell everybody about DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, when you sign up for DraftKings, make sure to use promo code MHS when you do, associated with Mile High Sports, of course. Uh, DraftKings has done a great job. They're, they're running their football promos right now. But as somebody who's been into basketball, as somebody who's uh, obviously into basketball, that's what I do. But there have been all of these great promos on DraftKings and, and some of the props that have come out on, on different players and the awards that they could be winning, the point totals that they're going to get. We're getting right into the swing of things, and I'm sure that people can bet on preseason games as well. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to see how DraftKings continues to approach that, and they're going to be giving you great deals I saw some great deals that they were throwing out earlier today on my phone. So make sure to check those out if you do. If you're interested in the same day, it's the same game parlays. If you're interested in the daily fantasy sports, make sure to hop on DraftKings and use promo code MHS if you do sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wages paid out of site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here, joined by Jenna Garcia of Denver Stiffs, uh, social media director for us. We've got some exciting content that we're going to throw out there. I'm, I'm really excited based off of the meeting that we had, Jenna. We've got some good some good things to roll out to the people. Yes, yes, we do. Should be great. Uh, let us get into the superlatives for this Nugget season. And I just, I wanted to come up with some fun topics, some fun things for us to play around with to, to kind of go back and forth on in terms of the uh, who is more likely to, who is the player that most represents this. Uh, and I wanted to start with, I think a, a question that only really has two answers, maybe three, who is the most likely player on the Denver Nuggets to score 40 points first? Ooh. Ooh. Ryan, good question. <laughs> I want to pick somebody like super odd or like that you wouldn't pick, but you might miss if you do. I might hit. <laughs> you might. You very well might. <laughs> Damn it! I don't want to be like basic, Ryan. Do you not understand? It's okay. understandable. It's it's a basic. Are you going to be basic? Are you going to be? I basic am. Right? I'm going to try to win. 
fine. <laughs> then it's MPJ, obviously. Ooh, okay. I don't know if it's obvious. Why? You're going to say you, Nicola? I think I might. Um, let's check out the schedule here because that does play into this question a little bit. Are we including okay. preseason games? No, no. And uh, if, if okay. anybody scores 40 points in a preseason game, I will donate tickets to the season opener. Okay. That, that would be awesome. That um, would be awesome. Yeah. Too bad Please Jamal's do not too bad Jamal's not playing. <laughs> he would don't be do just the guy to do that. For <laughs> He'd be you. like, all right, bet, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of person I like when I played um more seriously uh and like pick up on a regular basis, I would like take a charge during a pickup game. Like it was that serious. And one time I took a charge from this like football player size of a man. Um Ow. Yeah. And I just like knocked the wind out of me. And I was like, uh, my friends were just like, what the hell are you doing? It is just a pickup game with a bunch of strangers. We don't know or care about. And was like, it matters so much to me. I don't know why. (laughs) But anyways, first game of the season, the Suns. Okay. Um, Then they have the Spurs and Cavs at home and the Jazz. How many games do you need before somebody scores 40, you think? Spurs, Cavs, Jazz. Oh, man, those are all MPJ games, aren't they? Those are all MPJ games right there. Oh, yeah. Like, that to me seems like a really good situation. Mm -hmm. The Suns, the Suns, maybe not. It's like, I don't think anybody scores 40 on opening night, but it would be Jokic if it did, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I think. I don't think it happens in the first four games. I think it's going to happen later. I think it's it's going to be a Jokic thing. Like he's he's going. They're going to go five hundred for a little bit, and then he's going to be like, okay, let me get the ball and score, and he will get the ball and he will score. That seems like a uh, seems like a pretty safe bet in my opinion. Okay. Well, don't you forget, Ryan, uh, on the day of September thirtieth, Jokic had a baby girl. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, like, I'm going to mark down all of our rough. answers. I'm going to mark down all of our answers on these, and we're going to revisit this, so. and I it's going so. to be great. I am. It's going to be going. MPJ. <laughs> it's going to be MPJ. I think he could do it within the first six games, at least by the Timberwolves game. Come on. Let's move on to the second one because we've got ten. We've got ten total. Who is the most likely player in the starting lineup to score zero points in a blowout win? Oh, bull. Well, he has to start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's Rude. not what you said. <laughs> well, in the starting lineup, in like who let's let's just assume that Monte Morris is the opening night starter at point guard. I think that's fair. I think that's most likely what's going to happen. You've got Monte, you've got Will, you've got MPJ, you've got Aaron Gordon, you've got Jokic. Who among okay. that group is the most likely? The score zero? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that's a good call. Why did why'd you pick him? Um, 
he's the newest player to of that of that five to this offense. And while I know like he's had a massive offseason and it sounds like he looks really good and I'm so glad he's actually in training camp with the Nuggets, you know, this year. I think that's going to be really beneficial to his ability to just, you know, know the offense and be able to run plays for him. Um, But I think his, I I feel like he just is going to settle in kind of into the season slowly and probably lean on what he does best, which is defense. And I could see him easily like getting a bunch of rebounds or something and playing great defense but just being more of a facilitator than a scorer. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I think makes sense from a Nuggets perspective in terms of their, their offense and kind of the anatomy of a blowout, like what has to happen, we've got to play great defense. You have to focus on that or most of the time, but when you, when you blow out somebody offensively, Denver's formula has to work. And I think the formula for them, is going to be a lot of back cuts, is going to be a lot of the guards moving off ball, giving Jokic the window to to kind of do what he does normally. And so Monte is more likely to kind of pick up some of those garbage points, I think, than Aaron Gordon is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I would approach it. Hmm. I don't think it's likely that, that Jokic or MPJ or even Barton goes scoreless in a, in a blowout win. I think those guys have to perform. Yeah. Well, and Aaron Gordon could still perform. You know, there's a lot. I mean, a lot. Oh, yeah. There have been other players who have gone, gotten a lot of rebounds and zero points. You know, we've seen it happen. Oh yeah, and Death and when Friday. I say perform, I mean like the, their their scoring is the thing that that like carries them in in the performance sure. aspect. Gordon Gordon has has proved that he doesn't have to score the basketball in order to be impactful. So that's kind of what sure. I'm taking into account here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I kind of love Aaron Gordon's like style of play. Like the, I think that the Nuggets would be really a more fun team to watch if there were more uh, offensive plays for AG because like, just like his ability to cut, he's like so dynamic through the lane. And then his like dunks, you know, are, they're fun to watch. Like I would rather watch that than, you know, cut to the corner three by MPJ. 20 times true it's a it's a formula that denver has had uh but diversifying the offense a little bit giving everybody at least something to kind of hold on to i i like that idea and i think that that's going to happen i would prefer a blowout where everybody scores than a blowout where like Jokic and and porter combined for 80 or something like that that just doesn't make sense to me um i mean that'd be awesome dude what are you it, it would be cool it's like it's like okay <laughs> let's uh, let's not about? it's like picking and choosing between your favorite child uh that's a that's a fair thing yeah okay moving on who is the player on the nuggets with the most to prove this year that's pretty tough only just i guess i guess i would say michael porter too um I was kind of contemplating between him and Jokic just because Jokic is reigning MVP. You know, there is some pressure there to come back and dominate as well. Otherwise, you know, oh, see, it was just one year, MVP, blah, 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 whatever other people's reasons are for, you know, 
disagreements for what the definition of MVP is, but a reason to contemplate whether he deserved the award. Not that Jokic cares, though. That's what makes me choose because Jokic doesn't care, and I don't think it would affect him at all. I think he'd just like keep playing. But um, I, that's why I think Michael Porter has more to prove because he also like cares a lot more too. I think he cares a lot about proving that he deserves the that contract. I think he cares a lot about just proving that he is going to be the player that he has said he's going to be for so long, you know? Sure. Talks a big game. Definitely. Um, definitely says a lot about him wanting to be an all-star about him wanting to be the best player that he possibly can be. Yeah. And that his goals, his goals are higher than, than uh, just like most improved player and things like that. So what did he, you think about that quote? That was so I like when it. he's, you liked it. Oh yeah, no, I I like it when he when he handles things like that. And you know it's funny. Uh the <coughs> the word the word came out that his contract and and the last year of his contract is partially guaranteed. A lot of those incentives and a lot of those kind of uh qualifiers for achieving the rest of the contract are award-based and none of them I think are most improved player. So it's pretty funny that he's like, oh yeah, I I, I see myself like I, I want to be an all-star. Well, yeah, if he if he's an all-star, then he gets a five million dollar bonus to his contract. And then if right, he's an all-star twice, sense. then he gets it fully guaranteed. So it makes sense that he has that uh that in his head, especially at that point. But uh you went with MPJ on that end. I think I'm gonna go with Monte. Um I think that Monte is a good candidate for this as the, the guy with the most to prove because he has also talked a big game. He has also talked about, especially on that Thursday where he wanted to prove to everybody that he could be a starting point guard in this league. And that the only reason that he's a backup at Denver is because Jamal Murray's here and Jamal Murray's awesome. So he's got a lot to prove as well. And he has an opportunity to step up in Murray's place and, and really fill the void there. Did he say that this media day? Uh, this was last Thursday. Last Thursday? Because wasn't last year his thing that he wanted to come off the bench? Uh, it was, or at least that he was comfortable. But, like, it's a different scenario when your starting point guard is out. Um, I think everybody understands the pecking order in Denver, and I think Monte would agree with that. Um, but at least for now, like, he gets to, he gets to prove that he could, he could be a starter. And then he'll go back to being a bench guy and like still continue to carve out a role. Yeah. And I don't think Monte and Jamal, I think that they probably see themselves more positionless than, than necessarily competing directly with each other, because you could throw a lineup out there with Monte at the one and Jamal at the two, and you know, that would be fire, you know, and three. So um, it could, it could very well, they could be more diverse and think outside the box more than they do, but you know, they won't. So, um, I'm not saying average like 25 minutes a game last year. And, and you still like a, like that's, that's pretty good in terms of like a, just a bench player. So he's going to have an opportunity to, to just go up to like 32, 33 and, and just, just really lock in that starting spot. Yeah. But I just think like, I don't know, he doesn't, um, I think as long as he plays as good as he played off the bench last year, then he will be, it will be seen as a success. And I, so I don't know that I, you know, I, 
I don't know that I necessarily think that it's so much pressure, but maybe it is. Maybe so. Take this down because we're betting on this, right? Or was are the bets <laughs> over? We're not uh, betting on this part. <laughs> no, we're 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 yeah. Well, we'll we'll go with the definitive ones versus ones that are like qualifiers. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, I think that's the only one. Uh, actually, there are there are a couple that are like actual numbers going forward, but not not this next one, which is who is the Nugget with the best hair? Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Hands down. See, I, I have a I have a competitor for this. Are you gonna say who I think Zeke Nash Zeke Nashi? Oh my gosh. I can't well, you don't, you said that. You don't like the hair? I'm not sure he can see, Ryan. <laughs> I I'm not sure if the ball was coming oh. in. How can he see? <laughs> that is so it's, funny. It seems like it's in his face a little bit is all I'm saying. And and it sounds like I'm like someone's mother over here and I hate it as much as you do, but come on. Like it is it is funny. Some of the pictures that he had and that he took during media day where the hair was coming down over the eyes, that was pretty funny. It's pretty thick too. Like like I I can totally agree. It's beautiful I think it's, hair. Yeah. I just don't know that it's conducive to the game of basketball, you know, like what girls have hair like that too. We could wear our hair that way, but we don't because we need to see. Girl. So, <laughs> but I did think, I mean, it looks, it's looks like nice hair. Just uh, AG though. He, he styles his hair many different ways on a regular basis. He switches it up. I think I might even be doing a TikTok on the regular of every time he changes up his hair. So, because I love it every way he does it, you know, every way he has it, he, any way he wears it, it looks good. It, I, I think I, I think I prefer fro over braids, uh, but like he, he does a great job with it all. So I'm definitely, a, <laughs> definitely, definitely okay with your pick there. Um, who is the player who needs to step up the most defensively on the team? Ryan, I'm just going to be saying MPJ for everything. <laughs> You've alternated between MPJ and AJ so far. I know. Um, Bobo, or does it have to be a starter oh. again? No, no, you can go with Bobo. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, Bobo. He, if he could get um, a few rebounds, an offensive board for me any, any day. That'd be great. I like that. I think that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go with PJ uh, on this one, and he's already a good defender. But I yeah, see him as great. having this. I see him as having the ceiling of like one of the truly elite defenders in the NBA. Uh, just with his instincts, with his ability to read the floor, move his feet, get his hands in passing lanes, things like that. Like I think he could absolutely be a starter in this league, and one of his pathways to doing that is to just be an all-world defender. Uh, and he's capable, don't you think? Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, who's your player comp for his defense? Like his, uh, uh, what he would potentially be able to become? Man, that's, it's tough because you don't, see, uh, you don't see a lot of players his size. Like you're more, like a lot of the guard defenders are more in the 6'3 the range and he's all the way up at 6'6", six, six, but he's not quite big enough to be like a Kawhi or a Paul George or something like that. So 
Um, you mean like muscle wise, not big enough? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like his frame just isn't going to be able to handle being like 240 or something like that. So I maybe see uh, PJ getting thick. <laughs> I think he thick enough. He's still pretty young. Uh, that's funny. Maybe like Danny Green. Uh, somebody who okay. has just been a great defender for a competitor, uh, for a championship contender for a long time. And he's been doing that everywhere he goes. They're both about six, six. They're both going to do their best work on guards, but they, they're just so smart and have a great reputation for it too. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, maybe like Lonzo ball too. Um, I hated Danny green, man. <laughs> why? Cause he was a great defender and he was annoying. He's kind of like, <laughs> A little Facundo Campazzo in Danny Green, don't you think? Yeah, I could see that. Just, just yeah. always get his hands and his 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 yeah, bug the shit out of you. Cookie jar every time, every time. <sighs> I could definitely see that. Who is the opponent that you're most looking forward to see? Ooh, ooh, hmm. I think I've done a pretty good job with these questions. I think these are pretty fun. These are pretty fun, Ryan. It, you know, I could have had some time to think ahead of time. Had you said, you question. know, I probably should have done that. That's in <laughs> retrospect. That's something I should have done. <laughs> Thanks. The Sixers, the Lakers, um, uh, to go with the Warriors. No, I think. But, I, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see. Let's see. I, I really like the Bulls. I like. Um, I also think I would be excited to see, like, I mean, I could go with somebody like the usual people, you know, but I think it's fun to watch the, some of the teams that they play less often and sure. how they how they get to play against them. And so maybe the Hawks, that, that one would be fun to watch. Um, but it also is just, like, I'm also, like, aware that it's not going to be as fun until Jamal's back, you know? Sure. I think it's going to be fun. Like, I hope it is. I really do hope that MPJ has made this great leap. Um, I hope that he's healthy, and I hope that we figure out this vaccination situation. But... (laughs) Ours. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But I mean, I mean, I hope, you know, everybody's hopeful right now. All right. We're, we're being optimistic. The players are not, they, they're not being optimistic. They're not being hopeful. They're like, absolutely. We're going after a championship. Like all of them had said that. So um, I'm just really excited to watch every game, but I think some of those fun ones are just like, yeah, the ones you don't get to see that often. And I think um, some of these teams are kind of changing too. Like the Knicks are a little bit more intriguing to me this year. Um, you know. Bulls too. That's a good one. Um, too, DeMar yeah. DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, the White Mamba. That's a, that's great. Um, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um I think that there is only, I mean, there, there are more than one answer to this question, but I think my, my only answer that I can really come up with is Joel Embiid in the 76ers. Uh, when you think about who you want to see the Nuggets beat, that is, is always at the top of my list. Given the vitriol and given the, the competition that's bred from all of these other teams and all these other fans and these players Don't just hating right. on, on Nicola. Uh, 
it's Thank always you. so fun to watch Nikola Jokic kill everybody. And, and he does it with everybody. He does it with the second best center in the NBA. He's really, really good, but not quite at Nikola Jokic's level. So uh, he's close. Don't get me wrong. Still a top 10 player. I really like Joel Embiid. Uh, but from the perspective of complain about everything, talking about availability, talking about running Ben Simmons out of town, uh, just doing everything that he possibly can to differentiate himself from the easygoing guy that is Nikola Jokic. Uh, the Nuggets are yeah. in a situation where they are very thankful that Nikola Jokic is their guy. Yeah, I mean, Joel and Nikola are 100% opposites, just like in every it's Crazy, way. isn't but- it? Nicole is so even keel and Joel is so emotional. I like both. Um, you know, you need both in, in different players and stuff, but they're often compared and often very different. They're just compared because they're both the biggest person on the floor for the team. But true. Um, and they play similar style and everything. Yes, but you're feeding the you don't want to make the Sixers fans mad, Ryan. I thought I explained that to you. I thought I shared with you that for your mental health, stay away from Sixers fans, man. Like you don't oh, want man. to smoke because they're it's mean. A, they they are. They they can definitely be very mean. I've been doing somebody somebody quote tweeted one of my tweets from two years ago that was already yeah. directing hate at Sixers fans, being like, yeah. hey, uh, like I, I was saying something about well, you can't just credit. Uh, Joel Embiid and also like credit Ben Simmons in this case when comparing Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and things like that. I don't, I don't remember what it was about, but either way, let's move on. Next question here. Who is the opponent that you are least excited or least looking forward to seeing? What team comes to mind as the team like, oh, we're playing X team. I don't feel like I need to go to Pepsi or to Ball Arena on that one. <laughs> yeah i feel like the timberwolves <laughs> <They don't laughs> that's even... so funny they're the team that i penciled in too <laughs> yeah they don't even have wancho anymore like didn't they trade him off yeah they traded him to memphis who traded him to boston oh that's awesome for wancho boston's perfect for him damn Should be fun. oh man oh man ladies in boston are about to have an experience <laughs> He slayed in Denver. <laughs> so, <laughs> an experience. But see what I mean? Like, yeah, why even go to a Timberwolves game if Wancho's not there? That's so funny. I mean? Hey, they they do have Anthony Edwards, and actually, you know, I'm I'm going to take them off because I I do think that the combination of Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards is exciting enough for to get me excited about this team. Um. Oklahoma City is the team in this division that we see all the time. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that's a good one. I don't need to, I don't need to deal with this. They're going to be tanking the entire time. Denver's going to play around with their food and then they're going to win in the last couple minutes of the game. And Michael Malone is going to get mad post game about a five point victory against the worst team of the league. And, and that's just like, you could see that playing out already. Like it's just, it's just uh-huh. very clear as day. It's literally, I, you're like it's describing a dream I've already had. Or a day I've already lived. <laughs> Many oh, times. I love it. I love it. It's uh, but hey, that's that's the the joy of, of covering the team as a media member. You get to you get to have new experiences and you get to have the same experiences. And it's great. Yeah. Nuggets fans do not like experiencing that. The anxiety of sitting through 
we, we might lose to the, the the thunder. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then they up and down, up and down, up and down. We're winning by a lot. No, we're all, all of a sudden losing. Yeah. And then win by like two in, in the fourth. Ugh. Oh man. There was a, there was a game a couple seasons ago where they were playing against Detroit and Detroit was just, they were so bad for, for whatever reason, like not whatever reason they had already moved or like Blake Griffin had sat down. It just wasn't exciting at all. Denver was like up, up like 67 to 32 at halftime or something like that. And Denver won the game by like four. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. they, they just, I feel like they, I remember that. They don't care. They don't go and they get those big leads. It just, they just don't stick. So hopefully that changes this year. That would be great. Yeah. Um, two more for you here. Most points that Bones Highland will score in a game this season. And this is a good one for you and me to debate about, because I think my number is going to be a much higher number than you. 29. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. We are, we are killing it, Jenna. That's great. I love are that. Are we in sync right now? uh we're we're not fully in sync i actually wasn't going to go that high but i i am pleasantly surprised jenna please elaborate um i think bones could get a lot of easy buckets and i see him as like an effort player too like he's not if he gets a chance to get out there he's gonna you know play his heart out like he's gonna give you everything so i think he could probably get some it sounds like he's getting buckets against the nuggets so i had i'd say his chances to get uh have a game a really good game against a garbage team um is up there if he gets in the game this is on all contentious uh because he, we know for a fact that he will not play right <laughs> we don't we, we we believe that we don't know it for a fact come on now i know okay <laughs> I, I like it though. I like it though. I'm going to go 27. I actually, I think, I think you're even a little bit too aggressive on it, but I, I like the passion. I like, I like the excitement on that. Uh, I remember last year, Denver's playing Philadelphia early in the season and Joel Embiid's out. Ben Simmons is out. They're all due, out due to health and safety protocols. And Tyrese Maxey comes in, drops 38 points in a game where Denver didn't care at all because they, how could they, they were so much better than the opposing team. And they just played a very vanilla defense that it didn't really matter. And they still won by 15. Uh, but Tyrese Maxey scored like 38, 39, and it could always happen to anybody. So bones, if he gets in there and he, he gets an opportunity, gets hot a little bit, I can see 27. That's about as high as I can see, but uh, I think it probably happens. Don't you? Yeah. All right. Final one here. We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do it for Michael Porter Jr. Most points Michael Porter Jr. will score in a game this season. Hmm. Hmm. I want to say, well, we already had the 41, so we assumed he was going to score 40. Oh, yeah. I think his career high is 37 or 39, one of the two. Um, I don't know. I guess I could see him scoring like 42. Interesting. Okay. Pretty, Why? pretty, pretty low, Jenna. I think, uh, I think he might go higher than that. 
Really? I just think oh, yeah. that I, I hope that he is more focused on, I mean, a 42, 42 in like points is awesome. I, I want him to focus on, okay, 42 is pretty good. It should be good enough to support my team on the offense of side of the ball. And um, can I get like some seven rebounds in there? You know, 42 and seven. <laughs> As opposed to 42 and seven. three. I would prefer the seven rebounds to the like 50, whatever points you're going to predict. Um, I am definitely predicting a 50 number and it's going to be great. I am, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I have him at 52 points. Okay. I think that he is like, we we've seen Clay Thompson do this before for the warriors where had the 60 point game in 29 minutes had a game where he dropped 60 uh, against uh, Chicago and dropped like 14 threes or something like, or 12 threes or something like that. Um, they always have, when you, when you have a shooter like that, when you have somebody who just gets hot as often as he does, if Michael Porter gets hot and he just rips off 15 threes uh, attempted and then makes 10 of them, like, I can definitely see him using that and then leveraging it to, to get to the foul line, to get a one step in dribble jumper from the mid range and maybe get some back cuts. Like, I, I really do think that if, if he gets a game where he gets it all going and like, I think that Jokic will be more than willing, especially if he's carrying a heavy load to just feed him the ball, to treat him like Jamal in a lot of cases and just get Porter into positions where he's going to score. Yeah. I can see it happening. I just, just, you know, I think 42 is good. It is good. Hey, let me, let me rephrase. 42 would be great. If he, if he put up 40, like five times, that would be awesome. That would be great. And you just want to see him like, you want to see him raise the average and and raise the baseline a little bit. So this is more of just a ceiling thing. And I thought it was funny. Kevin Durant's only scored 50, like five times in his career. Yeah. I heard that once before, and I was also surprised. Just kind of nuts. Like, you you can be a very consistent scorer and a very elite scorer, but not get the the ceiling stuff because what you're doing within your opportunities is just so effective. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a fascinating discussion. Um, but that's the only thing that I have. That's that's the last uh, superlative that I have. Do you have any uh, any other ones that you, that you thought of that you'd want to throw out there for a bet? Hmm. I didn't think of one, but I, I, I'm wondering, would you rather have a guy who doesn't hit the peaks like Kevin Durant consistently high? Like he probably has a bunch of 40 point games, doesn't have many 50 points. Or would you rather have a guy like Devin Booker who score hits those peaks, but then has less consistently high scoring games? Oh, I think, I'm this way. And I think every coach would say the same, that you want to be able to rely upon a player that can give you 25 to 35 a night. Like if you can do that and, and just ensure that that is always going to be there, you can build your entire game plan around that and not worry about a damn thing. Like everything else, everything else takes care of itself. But if you have a player that could give you 50 and then also give you 10 the next night, that's a, that's a little bit harder to game plan for consistently. You know what I mean? Absolutely, which is why I hope Mike Porter only scores 42. He gives me seven <laughs> rebounds. 
Well, I'm hoping he scores 52 and then also scores 50, 48, 46. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to get probably him all those have high a lot totals. Of opportunities. I, I think so too. It should be a lot of fun. Well, hey, Jenny, you've been awesome on this podcast. It's been great to talk to you again on this. Uh, I know everybody loves hearing you. Uh, just just uh, sharing your perspective, sharing the the excitement level for this season. It should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the year. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be a really fun year. I think that something needs to be done so that we can watch Nuggets games on television. But yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun year. So figure out how you can stream these games, people, because you don't want to miss I think, I mean, one of the most exciting years for Denver, for sure. We finally have like the buy-in of uh, like people who actually matter, people who actually make decisions, people who actually spend money, you know, uh, with these contracts signed over this off season, it's pretty exciting to see where Denver's going. It is going to be great. Uh, the day that Jamal Murray comes back is going to be oh my gosh celebrated a name yeah it needs a hashtag uh yeah Murray Day something like that um I yeah Jamal returns something <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure it out where it's going to be good the um, resurrection <laughs> <laughs> yeah Murray aka Jesus Christ uh, that's, <laughs> should be good. Uh, Jenny, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on. And for everybody else, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Uh, I have two very special guests who I have lined up for Monday's episode. They're the two newest members of the Denver Stiffs team. So really excited to be able to bring those guys on. Should be a lot of fun. Everybody, thank you so much. Make sure to use promo code MHS when you sign up for DraftKings. Um, and if you if you do, make sure to just let me know that you did. Um and we'll, we'll just we're going to get ready for this season first preseason game on monday going to be covering it with asher and with peter should be a lot of fun thank you so much everybody okay. for tuning in it's, it's going to be great I'm, I'm really looking forward to it thank you so much everybody for tuning in we'll talk to you guys next week For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.